Welcome into episode 13 of That Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew, and alongside Isaiah, we want to welcome you to That Dynasty Podcast this week. Only 14 days until the playoffs start, and it's a dog fight out here right now in our league. And speaking of dogs, Isaiah, I'm sure uh, you feel kind of like you got the crap kicked out of you by a little dog maybe called COVID right about now, huh? Yeah, dude, getting getting worked, got worked in fantasy football, got worked with COVID. I lost my wallet this weekend, so just been getting a lot of L's in the last week. So, and, uh, you know, you didn't get called on stage uh, during the nineteen seventy five concert either. So, you know, big L's all around. She lied. That's why I'm sick. Is Maddie kissed me? I got kissed a rat. So, you know. Oh yeah, saw that all in all on uh, TikTok over there. So that that makes sense. Yeah. That, that was you. Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess really what it comes down to is when we said last episode that we were socially distancing, uh, we just didn't socially distance enough. Um, so I think that's probably what happened. I think you caught it from me. Yeah, I talked to Fauci and he recommended we push it back to seven feet next time. So. Yeah. All right. Well, make sure you move that iPad away. Um, I think I'm probably good now, though. Herd immunity. So. <laughs> um, as always, guys, we're super excited to talk about COVID. I mean, this past week. And of course, look ahead at week 13 coming up. But before we do get into everything, make sure to follow us on Twitter and TikTok at That Dynasty Podcast. If you don't have Twitter downloaded, make sure you sign into the Apple App Store and download that app before it is not available any longer. Um, full videos will be available of our podcast up on our YouTube channel. And we also have our podcast available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Links for those are in the description and in the show notes. And uh, let's go ahead and get started. So I'm going to do a majority of the talking today because Isaiah is just not feeling 100%. So uh, we're going to go over in this episode some league updates, uh, last week's matchup results, make predictions about this coming week. We, of course, have our MVPs segment. We're going to run down the current playoff hunt and uh, one of our last final power rankings of the season to bring us home. So let's take a look at some league updates. So we only had a couple to go over today. We had a couple name changes. Trevor went from Loser's Corner to Divine Scandal Trinity, um, which I do need to make a call out on this. Uh, Trevor, you actually misspelled Scandal, and I'm not sure if it was on purpose or not, um, but uh, you spelled it S-C-A-N-D-L-E, almost like Candle. Um, when it's supposed to be uh, AL at the end. So just just putting that out there, um, this screenshot obviously is, you know, here. Um, so can't change that. But if you feel like changing it by the next episode, I uh, wouldn't blame you at all. Uh, it's, tough to, it's tough to judge. And Vikings fans aren't particularly known for their um, their gaping amount of intelligence. So. Man, COVID really is getting to your brain uh, starting off on fire uh, today. Uh, speaking of Vikings fans, uh, Dan changed his name from Dan's Bent and Dent QBs to Skulls. Wow, can't even say it. Skull Soldiers. Um, uh, that was right after, I believe, the Thanksgiving Day game um, where the uh, Vikings took down the Patriots. And uh, that was actually a really, really good game for Mac Jones. And uh, kind of get more into that a little bit later, but I was, I was impressed by what we were able to see at that game. Um, so ads and drops. There was really only one ad of notice this week. Uh, Angie picked up the goat 
Mike White, quarterback from the Jets. It's everything you look for in a quarterback and uh, just shows how bad Zach Wilson was when he can step right in and uh, absolutely dominate like he did. Uh, I don't have any of his numbers right um, up in front of me because we're not supposed to talk about him uh, in depth today, but um, you think he threw for like three touchdowns and I don't know, just Zach Wilson would never. Yeah, and he also got uh, he got Elijah more the ball more than once, so you know he's got one thing on uh, on Zach attack. Yeah, Elijah Moore was so surprised. He said he didn't even have a touchdown dance planned. He just improvised and just ran because he was so excited. <laughs> uh, he was as surprised as everybody else. Um, in the meantime, I think I heard Zach Wilson was on the bench asking uh, Mike White if his mom was in the crowd. I don't, not sure what the, what the correlation was to that. It's just kind of random. But um, anyways, moving on. <laughs> Let's uh let's review last week's predictions. You wanna you wanna kind of take take a little bit of this one? Yeah. Um so let's see how uh how many picks Matthew's behind me now. Um give me one second here while I pull it up. Actually, you know, we might want to we just might want to skip this segment. Um actually, now that you mention it. I don't think we need to find out. Um not important. No, 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 no. Now that I have it pulled up, I think we're ready. Um, So for uh, first match of the week, um, it was me against Topo Domo, Andrew's burner account, and (laughs) I lost by two points because I decided to get drunk this weekend and not pay attention too much to fantasy football and left Jerry Judy in my flex. Um, But I would like to have a PSA. And that I probably I was planning on uh, I know I would have started J- Jahan Dotson instead, <clears throat> who had zero points. So to be honest, I don't think I still would have won. Uh, but yeah, Terrell beat me by two points. He had great. I mean, pretty much got half his point- points from two players and Justin Jefferson and freaking Miles Sanders. Um, I don't know. It's just funny every time I go up against Terrell twice this year, and both performances, JJ's uh, completely gone off. But uh. Matthew picked me. He was wrong. I picked up a Domo. I was right. Um, and then throwing Dan's pick here, he picked uh, Topo Domo as well, and he was right. Yeah, I, uh, I, I had faith in you, and uh, <laughs> your drunk butt let me down. Um, <laughs> so we'll talk a little bit more about this a little bit later, but closest matchup of the week, less than three points deciding them. So – I think, you know, you can pretty much say that when in a matchup that close, um, no one was really wrong in their predictions because uh, they both performed pretty much exactly the same. Um, but, yeah, you're right. You know, Jefferson really, really uh, shown in this one. You had Brian Robinson starting and he really had a fantastic game. Um, you know, Pacheco looked pretty good. Metcalf and Higgins were both really good. Um, so I'd be interested to see kind of what your outlook looks like if this ends up costing you in the playoff hunt uh we'll look into that a little bit you know a little bit more later on in the show perhaps no spoilers but i think you both might have lost people in this matchup um he had aaron Rodgers, um and uh, you had naji both potentially uh getting injured for some some amount of time so we'll see what happens next matchup was uh was darius versus andy um darius plus slay equals likely Versus Kirk, where's all the chains? We 
all predicted that Darius would take the victory on this one. Uh, myself, Isaiah, and Dan. And uh, Andy surprised us all with the victory. He actually pulled it out 143 to uh, 137. So actually a solid victory for Andy. Um, really what it came down to in this case was just consistency from his team um, across the board, as well as a solid performance from Garrett Wilson, um, who put up two touchdowns uh, with the GOAT, Mike White. And uh, on Darius's side, he still put up under 37 points. Uh, was a really, really solid week for him. Um, honestly, would have beaten pretty much like 90% of everyone else in the league. Um, that week just happened to be facing someone who put up more points than him. And that's typically how that goes. Um, but all in all, you know, pretty solid matchup. Um, second closest matchup of the week. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty wild. I didn't see that one coming. Darius is falling away eight and four now. Darius is eight and four. He's lost. Um, he, he did win last week, but, uh, this is his, uh, you know, fourth loss in the last, I think five or six weeks. He's been kind of on a downward spiral here. And then next, uh, third matchup, we had Seed and Power against uh, Rated IR, King Cobb. And we actually all uh, chose the underdog in Seed and Power. And we all were actually correct in our uh, assessments here. Um, he had some great performances. He had Lamar, did really well. Um, Jalen Waddle, CD Lamb, the 49ers defense. Um, Jonathan Taylor had another bounce back week. And then um, just a couple of bummer performances for King Cobb with I don't know how you really start Russ at this point. Um, Tyler Boyd didn't give him a whole lot. Um, and then the Bears didn't help him with a negative five points. Um, so, yeah, it was it's a tough L. Yeah, he had the last minute um, sit from Fields. So we had to start Wilson instead. And I'm sure he wasn't happy about that. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, obviously the negative five points from the Bears didn't help. Um, if Justin Fields plays this game, he probably wins this matchup because – I don't think the Bears' defense uh, is having to play as much on the field um, based on the offense getting a lift uh, for the Bears, which means their defense probably wouldn't give up as many points. And then if he had uh, fields starting as well, that would have been yeah, you know, a difference maker for him. So um, what could have been? Dude. But Seton Power has been winning the sec- second week in a row for him, and King Cobb's lost two in a row. Bryce Perkins, who played for the Rams last week, put up more points than Russ. That's insane, dude. I did see that Russ was the quarterback 33 on the year, and um, there's 32 teams. So just to put that in perspective. I uh, There's an account on Twitter that is counting the amount of bathrooms in his home compared to the touchdowns in the season, and currently he still has more bathrooms in his home than touchdowns. Yeah, doesn't he have a PSA? Nine touchdowns, uh, nine bathrooms, and six touchdowns, or something like that. So, yeah, it's like it's like twelve bathrooms. That's nuts. Really? Oh my gosh, that's yeah, crazy. That's crazy. But uh, next we have here next we have Trevor. Uh, actually, I think you might have skipped mine. So we have mm. uh, ninety-six dollar Fab bids versus Isaiah's tiny purse, and um, we all predicted that ninety-six dollar Fab bids myself would win. And we were correct. Um, it was not close. Um, it was 154 to 117. Uh, definitely a little bit of a blowout. Um, I just had a pretty solid week um, all in all. But uh, it was capped off by Chris Godwin with 29 points, um, as well as a solid performance from Amari Cooper, 
um, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, as always, they all put up about 15, 16 points. Austin Eckler put up 25 points. Um, so I really just didn't have anyone that majorly flopped. Chiefs defense put up 13 points. So I think it was just that was really what it came down to is just the consistency of everyone putting up almost double digits, with the exception of Gerald Everett, my tight end, who put up 9.8 points. So um, you know, it was it was close. Um, Angie actually had a decent week from Justin Herbert, had a decent week from Matty Hollins, from Hunter Henry, Christian Watson. Um, even AJ Dillon finally showed up for her, but it just wasn't enough to stack it up all the way around. Yeah, and, and I saw a note that you uh that your second week in a row scoring 154-34. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that, but I literally scored the exact same po- uh, amount of points to the to the you know milla point, 154.34 back to back weeks, which that's just I thought that was a mistake when I was entering it in, but nope, that was super random. Um, and Angie yeah, did have a, a good enough week that she would have actually had the victory in one, two, three, four, five, six. So if she had pay, played uh, half of the league, she would have actually had a, her third victory this week. Yeah, Christian Watson's a balling. Yep. It's a good pick. I know we, we talked about her uh, picking him potentially too early. Um when we had her on the show and she was talking about maybe, yeah, she took him too early, which, you know, relation to when she probably could have taken him. Yeah. I think he still went too early, but he is showing off, you know, showing that he's definitely, you know, worth uh, probably going higher in dynasty drafts next season for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't always argue. It's, I think it's better to reach on a, you know, a rookie a little bit slightly rather than someone a little bit older. Cause you can always bet on, there's always that potential with him that you don't really know about. And their youth, so like that route she took. Um, and then uh, next matchup we had Trevor going up against Team Joni One, and uh, me and Dan both picked Trevor, and you picked Team Joni One, and you were wrong um, by about almost forty points. Um, there's a man by the name of Josh Jacobs who resides in the city that I currently live in, and uh, yeah, he uh, put the Raiders on his back. We'll touch more of that here in a second, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, him and Stevenson's and, and Cousins practically would have been just uh, Team Joni one himself. So. Yeah, I, I just don't know what happened there. Oh, I know what happened is Joe Mixon sat out and uh, Mike Williams sat out. Um, So those two guys sitting definitely impacted those projections. And then Trevor outscored his projections by 30 points. So really, really awesome week from Trevor. Um Definitely surprised me. I thought it was going to be much closer than it was. Well-earned victory. Um, and uh, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but getting back into the playoff hunt. All right. So the last matchup of the week was between the two brothers, Dan and Mike, the tank Sullivan. The battle of uh, who could score the least amount of points. <laughs> if, uh, if this was golf, they would be winning. So the predictions pre-week uh, had, uh, let's see, I picked Dan, and Dan also picked Dan to win. And Isaiah, you picked Mike in the Love Boat incident. I think potentially you may have been unaware that he was tanking uh, when you picked him to win. And uh, we can talk about this in a minute, but um, 
Dan Dan ended up winning um, 81.6 to 80.54. So actually, when I said that your matchup was the um, the closest matchup, I actually lied. This was the closest matchup if you even want to consider it a matchup. Um, I just totally overlooked it because I forgot about it with how low uh, low scoring the matchup was. It was pretty uh, pretty bad that um, Dan was actually trying and Mike was purposely trying to lose and ended up uh, still almost winning. Um, well, it's not it, like he was purposely trying to lose, but like, you know, if Travis Etienne has like three or four more snaps, he probably wins. I'm pretty sure if Travis Etienne has a reception for positive yards, he wins. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Which is, which is nuts. <laughs> I mean, he had three guys on his team who didn't even play. And he lost by less than like about a point. Is <laughs> yeah, it was just insane. Um, because on the other side, you know, Dan had uh, Damian Pierce, who should have smashed in this matchup, put up four points. Camara five points. Camara's looking like a just a huge bust right now. Um, Curtis Samuel looks so bad with Heineke. There's no connection there. Um, he was used as a running back in this game. He had four carries for 13 yards, no targets. Um. We got Jawan Johnson, who had uh, a goose egg, 0 for 2. And um, granted, I think that there was a touchdown pass that Taysom Hill had thrown to him that was either called back because of a penalty or something like that, so it wouldn't have actually been 0 for 2, but still put up a goose egg. Um, and so, you know, we had all those guys letting him down. And then on the other side of things, we had Traylon Burks, who went off uh, 70 yards. Uh, he re- He actually recovered a fumble from Derrick Henry and then scored a touchdown on it. So the super, super random stat line, but he had four receptions for 70 yards. And then Derrick Henry on the one yard line, doesn't see this guy coming up from behind him, has the ball stripped out of him, out of his arms. The ball rolls in the end zone. Tra- uh, Traylon Burks dives on it and then scores the touchdown. Um, so he got all the points for that. And then Amon Ross St. Brown had a great game. Two on the other side. So this was actually it was a closer matchup than than um you know we would have thought going into it. And um, you know, kept Dan's playoff hopes alive with the absolutely uh, low score there. So I think that was the last matchup of the week. Um I wanna go over the totals. Let's see what we got here. So Dan for his first week putting in some picks went five and one. Fantastic start, actually beat both of us in his predictions. Um, so nice job there, Dan. Um, I went three and three. So, um, you know, I was right half the time, wrong half the time. And of course, Isaiah is still the master four to two, four wins, two losses for your picks. Nice job on the year. Yeah, I mean, how many games um, you yeah, you got 38 wins. I got 45. So, well, you're seven behind me. And uh, Dan is about 40 behind me and uh, 33 behind you. So maybe we'll catch up a second by the, by the time we're done here with the way you the way you pick. Yeah, I was going to say at this rate, he's going to catch up to me in no time. <laughs> um, while we're still talking about the last week's matchup, let's go over our MVPs for those matchups before we talk about this upcoming week. So my my bench MVP is actually going to be from your team, Isaiah, Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver for the Patriots. So I hate to say it, man, but like not paying attention to your roster this week may have cost you a shot at the playoffs. 
and uh, starting Judy, who was ruled out, ended up costing you when the game was only decided by two points. Um, an easy start could have been Aguilar, who had 18.5 points, six receptions for 65 yards and a touchdown. Uh, we'll see how this week plays out for you, but um, that could be one costly choice. Now, I know you said you were planning on starting Dotson if you weren't starting Judy. So, like, obviously that that could have not, you know, made much of a difference either way in that regards. But, you know, when it comes to bench MVPs, man, always got to talk about who, what could have, should have, and would have been. And uh, if we had put Aguilar in there. Maybe. Would... Yeah, maybe if the Pats had played on Sunday, it would have been a little bit different. But it was Thursday game, and I was going to take my shot there with Judy. But uh, whatever, that's on me, dude. I messed up that. Um, you want to do your uh, MVP? I'm going to already guess who it is. Yeah, so MVP, um, I mean – Really, with the dominating performance like this, you really couldn't go anywhere else. But uh, my MVP for the week was Josh Jacobs, running back for Las Vegas. Um, after popping up on the injury report right before the game time, uh, Josh Jacobs ended up having the game of his life. Uh, Trevor owns Jacob and won this matchup 144.36 to 106.32. The matchup might not seem close, but it was... Uh, mainly because Josh Jacobs put up 48.3 points of that uh, to really blow out this victory for Trevor. The 33 carries, 229 yards on the ground, and two touchdowns accompanied by six receptions for another 74 yards in the air. And Jacobs is now the running back one on the season. I think we've actually talked about him. This is probably the third or fourth time we've talked about him as either a bop or as an MVP. Um, just been an absolutely killer season for him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I get a, as Darius says, going to get a purse this offseason, that's for sure. Um, um, if you had to guess, what would you say his uh, points per game is averaging in our in our uh, in our league? Ooh, twenty uh, one. Yeah, twenty one point nine. Twenty one. Fun, fa- fun fact, though, he's actually not the running back one on points per game basis this year. The running back one, can you guess who it is? Um, is it the player that I traded you for, Coppets? It is. Austin Moving Eckler on. Is Moving on. Moving <laughs> on. Moving on. Anyways, I thought that was interesting. Also, the uh, number three points per game running back this season is Derrick Henry, and I own both of Henry and Eckler, so um, – Okay. Uh, yeah, nobody asked. Um, moving on. Uh, my MVP is Miles Sanders. Uh, after being a bust the last two weeks and just a primarily inconsistent running back, he unfortunately came through, and unfortunately he came against me. And he rushed for 143 yards on 21 carries, two rushing touchdowns, and three receptions for 17 yards for a total of 31 points. You know, in a week I lost by about two points. That one really pissed me off the most. Um, Justin Jefferson's a dog, bro, especially for football, I think. So it is what it is, but Miles Sanders putting up 31 points, that's just annoying, dude. It's an insult to injury right there. He's the yeah. he's in the, I want to say, running back 13 on the season right now. So he's almost a top 12 running back, almost at RB1 status, uh, which is absolutely crazy considering how um, written off he was this year. And um, how low of a pick. I think I was the one who traded Sanders away um, for, for a pretty decent um, value in Hall. But um, 
you know, when I drafted him, it was kind of like, well, I guess I'll take Miles Sanders because there's no one else here in this range. And, um, you know, it ended up working out pretty well. Um, bench MVP is Mr. Elijah Moore. Um, a little bit, a little bit of a bounce back week for Moore here with, uh, the Mormon milf hunter out. Um, he had two receptions for 64 yards and a touchdown total of 14 fantasy points. Um, love boat incident could have literally started anyone over Jamar chase and half the roster had scored zero points. He would have won. Um, but like, this is such a, a weird bench MVP because he was trying to lose. So it's almost like it's a, a negative bench. I don't know. Like if, if he'd wanted to win, which he didn't want to do, he should have started Elijah Moore. But he made the right call in his decision because he was trying to lose. Like that's that is that is pretty weird to think about. Um, so, and Elijah Moore, don't forget, he also had the negative four rushing yards too. Oh, how, how could I forget? How could I forget? No, don't want to forget that. Um, let's let's take a look at the, uh, our predictions here. Sweet. So first. Um, we got Angie's burn account, which is me against uh school soldiers, Dan. Um, I'm sorry, school soldiers. Um, I'm coming in at five and seven. Um, Dan's coming at six and six, and I actually believe I pull off the upset this week. Um, I have family in town, so I don't think there'll be a whole lot of uh alcohol being passed around, and I am pretty sure I'll be able to check my lineups. Um, but no, I'm more worried about you know, Kamara's availability and production against the top three run defense um, with Tampa right now. Um, I like what my receiver, receivers have been really doing of late um, with Higgins and Metcalf. And I think my running back should have produced an amount of looks this week. Hopefully Najee uh, comes back. I saw today that it looks like he's should be playing. And then I imagine, imagine Pacheco um, should get a bunch of looks again. Um, CH is on IR. And I think um, – Jared McKinnon's a little bit banged up, and then uh, see what I get at B Rob. But uh, I like my chances. I I need to win this week if I want uh, to get into the playoffs. So. Yeah, I think um, we saw last week what Dan's roster is capable of, and um, I think that you know you definitely will um, have my vote this week as well. I think that even if um, Harris doesn't uh, play, you know you still have Robinson and Acres, uh, McKinnon. You, know, you have a few different options you could sub in there. Um, to to kind of fill the void, um, you know, in, in some of those flex spots if Judy doesn't play. Um, and the reason why I'm like, okay, you're making up for it with Prescott's been playing really, really well lately. You have Metcalf and Higgins. Um, and Metcalf and Higgins alone, I think those two guys are enough to carry you through because on the other side, he's only got Cooks and Pittman who have just been disasters. Um, Kamara's been really, really bad against um, Tampa Bay's um, run defense and then Damian Pierce hasn't looked good recently um, and I, I could see a situation where they can't really run the ball very much because um, they're losing so badly and that's what's been happening a lot le- uh, recently is they've just been so far behind they can't give the ball to Pierce even good matchups because they can't afford the clock running out and then Jawan Johnson's always a risk so I think like you know from an overall team perspective I think it's going to be it probably will be close but Dan's capable of of his team absolutely you know, hitting their floor. And I think your, your team is capable of um, outlasting him there. Um, so I think by the end of this week, you'll have another victory, which will keep you in the playoff hunt. And um, Darius and Andy as well. Um, pick me, correct? Yep. So we actually had uh, Darius, um, Andy and Dan 
give us picks for this week. So Darius, Andy, myself, and Isaiah are all rooting for Isaiah's team this week. Angie's burner account, Dan, did root for himself. He thinks he's going to pull out the victory. Um, and I think you kind of got to root for yourself in that scenario where you're projected to win and hope that your team doesn't fall flat on its face again. Yeah, I respect it. Um, next, we got Darius again, team, against uh, Team Joni One. Um, Darius is 8 and 4, um, coming against uh, 5 and 7, Team Joni One. And I think he wins this one pretty handily. Uh, he's actually projected win, to win by about 25 points. Um, I mean, we've talked about this week after week, but. Anytime you can run out, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Mark Andrews, uh, Travis Kelsey, it's a pretty decent recipe for success. Um, interested to see if maybe Swift gets some more snaps. <laughs> Jamal Williams has been stealing all of his red zone um, touchdowns. Um, but, yeah, I got uh, I got Darius winning this one. Yeah, I, I have him winning as well. Um, and when it comes down to it, like there's only three teams that are projected to put up close to 150 points um, right now in this league. And Darius is one of those teams. So I think that, you know, rooting against him, unless he's playing another team that's, you know, potentially has that ceiling or maybe I should say potentially has that floor, um, just probably isn't the safest bet. Um, so I'm going to have to root with Darius as well. And, um, you know, kind of what, what it comes down to for me is looking at, you know, the combination of Allen and Diggs, Andrews and Kelsey, that's enough to carry the team more than, um, you know, on the other side, we have Hertz, Montgomery, Mixon, and Myers, Gabe Davis. Okay, so I could see Gabe Davis because any any time that Allen throws to Gabe Davis, it's going to benefit on the Gabe Davis side. But everyone else, you know, like um, Darius is starting Keenan Allen. On the other side, he's you know, going team going one's going to be starting Palmer. So like that's going to be potentially you know contradictory right there. We don't know if Mixon's going to play. Potentially, I heard Jacoby Myers might be sitting out. Um, so, you know, there's just a lot of question marks up in the air for that, for the roster here. Um, and I don't think that it's going to be enough for team going one to pull this one out. I think he'll have a decent week. He'll probably outscore half the league, but he's not going to beat Darius. So, um, Andy, Dan, Isaiah, myself, all root for Darius this week. And Darius himself actually thinks going one is going to pull out the victory, um, against him. And, um, I forgot to actually mention this, uh, but, uh, um, Dan actually typed up a little bit on some of these matchups as well. Um, so he he said the exact same thing we said. He said, Allen, Diggs, Andrews, and Kelsey, just too much to overcome. Um, so that's uh, that's the thoughts there. Sweet. Um, third matchup we got. But Darius wouldn't root for himself. It's a, it's a fair commission. I respect it. We know he's, uh, we both know he's captain. Um, next matchup we got. Host over here, Buster Jacoby, against uh, Rated IR. Um, we got two nine three squads um, fighting for the best or top record in the league. Um, but yeah, I think you've got it in the bag, Matt. Um, unfortunately for King Cobb, he's got both James Conner and D Hop on bye weeks, and not to mention um, Ertz and Cup are still obviously in IR, um, which really changed the trajectory of a season. Um, I think everyone's going to have a tough time keeping up with your squad for the rest of the year. And I think um, King Cobb takes the L this week and take the. Yeah, I, I think I appreciate the the vote of confidence. Um, you know, projections aside, I think that I do have a good chance of putting this one away. Um, uh, you know, currently nine and three. I've won seven in a row. Um, so, like, that's been pretty cool to see. 
Um, and you know, the trades that I moved at the deadline really solidified, um, what I've been able to put forward every week. Whereas on the other side of things, you know, King Cobb, unfortunately has had some rough breaks, um, as of recently with cup and Ertz going out onto the IR. Um, and then this week I'm facing him when he's got Connor, um, you know, on bye week Hopkins on bye week, which he traded for. And then Fournette, um, who had been a solid force up to this point, injured, potentially losing his starting job. So what was, um, you know, starting off extremely strong, he's on a two game losing streak. And I expect that to continue this week. The one person who does not can expect that to continue this week is Darius. Um, he actually did put in a vote for King cop, take this one, um, Going a little contrarian, I think, but uh, myself, you, Andy, and Dan all are rooting for um, $96 fab bids in this one. And uh, the verbatim from Dan here was uh, the wide receiver flex talent for $96 fab bids just so much. The only question of uh, this matchup is, does he start Watson over Brady? So the uh, that is a good question. Uh, Watson is back first week off of his two-year hiatus and um, he's playing Houston. So um, biggest thing for me is that Houston is a matchup that is designed to crush uh, fantasy production from a quarterback, not because they're good at covering the quarterback or wide receivers, but because they um, start losing so badly that most teams pull their starters out of the game. Um, As we saw last week when, um, what was it? The Dolphins pulled out their starters by halftime. So that's the situation that we're going to find ourselves in. Potentially, it's just not a great matchup for Watson. It's going to be a Nick Chubb game uh, for sure. And it's going to be just absolutely pound the uh, living daylights out of the Texans. So I'm starting Brady this week. We'll see how uh, Watson looks. I'm also sitting Amari Cooper for that same reason. I don't know what the production is going to look like first week with the new quarterback and against a team that is terrible to the run. Um, that's, uh, That's my takeaway from starting Watson this week. Next matchup. Uh, we got uh, Team Sandenfauer against uh, Isaiah's Tiny Purse. Um, Sandenfauer is projected to win, to win by about 40 points over Angie. Um, that shouldn't be too much to overcome for her. I mean, dude, he's – I think you and him currently have the two best rosters. I'm looking over his right now. I see CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Waddle, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel just at receiver. Uh, it's pretty damn elite. Um, not the method – not to mention he has what uh, Jonathan Taylor and so Dalvin Cook as well. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. So, yeah, and it's not that Angie's team hasn't been performing over expectations recently because um, they definitely have been, yeah. but um, this is just a different caliber of, of players. When you know she's rolling out Donovan Donovan Peoples Jones, you know Hunter Henry and Alan Lazard versus Jalen Waddle and 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 in the company, so. Seton Power is probably going to take this one. He's won two games in a row. He's really put himself in a position. If he wins this week, which is a really good matchup for him, um, if he wins this week, he will um, clinch a playoff spot, which we'll talk about a little bit more of that um, later on. But um, this is a clean sweep. Um, all five of us project that Seton Power is going to take this one. Myself, you, Andy, Darius, and Dan. Sweet. Um, next, we got the Divine Scandal Trinity, or maybe it's Scandile, um, with the way it's spelled. Uh, first, Kirk wears all the chains. We got uh, two, five, and seven teams trying to fight a playoff start. And unfortunately for Andy, I don't think he currently has a QB on his roster um, who's going to start this week. Um, sounds like Zach Wilson most likely will still be on the sidelines. 
Um, I think Andy comes up a bit short because of that. Um, but should be a close one. Yeah, that's a really good call out. Um, you know, the the notes that Dan put in here is that Andy has a better team top to bottom, but if he doesn't get a quarterback and Jacobs outperforms CMC, then Trevor's going to take it. Um, he did say that if Andy gets a quarterback, this could be a flip, but I think Trevor's going to take it. Um, and, you know, what I, I'm kind of leaning the same way. Um, it's just like with a matchup that's designed to be that close and you're giving up such a large amount of points you know, it doesn't matter how good Ken Walker does. It's not going to be able to overcome just the consistent points over the, the course of, you know, um, that entire matchup right there. So I'm going to have to give this one to Trevor. But, I mean, listen, it, you could see miracle games happening from, you know, Coral Patterson and Hawkinson and Smith, and it could end up being that it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I practically won a matchup earlier this year um, where I didn't start a quarterback and it wasn't because I didn't start a quarterback. It was just that my quarterback sucked so badly that they put up less than five points. So it felt like I didn't start a quarterback and um, I still ended up winning. So, I mean, it's, it's possible to, to pull out these victories without a quarterback. Um, but I'm, I'm going to have to go with, you know, my gut on this one, which says that divine scandali, divine scandali uh, Trinity will take this one. Okay. So last two no actually just the last matchup that we got to go over for this upcoming week we have team t podomo which we do have clarification now that is how it is pronounced t podomo um which is kind of a mix between uh topodomo and t podomo as we both were saying so i think i was definitely the closest but uh T- no, 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 no. It was 60-40 my way, pal. Tipodomo. No, definitely not. Uh, versus the Love Boat Incident. Uh, Terrell's team name is Reverend Big Cheese. Um, Isaiah, what's this, uh, what you got for this matchup? Yeah, we don't need to go into this too much to deepen this. Terrell, 6-6, six, six, Love Boat's 5-7. and seven. Love Boat is obviously tanking. Um, I think Terrell wins this one pretty easily. Um, just because Love Boat's going to start his worst players, it sounds like, if he does start his players. So, uh, yeah, Tobo Dobo would miss. Yeah, I think we're all on uh, on the same on the same board. I don't know what I'm trying to say. We're all on board with that as well. Um, the notes from Dan was uh, bust for Bajan. Uh, Bajan Robinson uh, going to be, you know, probably the one-on-one in rookie drafts next year. And, um, you know, it's kind of funny that he says that because um, we all know that he really has no chance of beating Angie for the worst roster or the worst record. So um, at this point, he's just going for the best that he can. Um, though also worst part, yeah. Angie doesn't even own her own pick. So she's not even benefiting from this. Um, it's a lose-lose all around. I think Cena Powers got her pick, right? Yeesh. I think that he definitely swindled somebody out of that pick. Let's uh, let's see if it's him. Cena yeah. Power does have her. That is the only first round pick. That's the only pick he owns until 2015. Uh, yeah, 2025. Wow. Well, it's most valuable pick um, out of all of them right now. So, 
Yeah, his team is still stacked. I don't don't understand. Dude, he's sitting Mark Mike Evans on the bench. He has um Rashad White on his taxi squad still. Hasn't even activated him. Um it's just stacked. Stacked team. All right. Impressive. So let's take a look at where we're at sitting wise for the Oh, I should mention that we all I think I might have already mentioned it, but everybody thinks that um, Reverend Big Cheese is going to take the victory for this week um, for the previous matchup. I don't know if I mentioned it or not, um, but uh, Darius has uh, Trevor taking this one. Um, Dan has Trevor taking this one. And he, you know, oh, yeah, we did mention that because he talked about how um, Andy doesn't have a quarterback. And then Andy himself thinks that Trevor's going to win because Kyler Murray's on a bye and Zach Wilson is a freaking bum and got benched. And he's out of quarterbacks, he said. Um, so all true statements. Yeah, all true. So let's look at the playoff picture now and uh, kind of take a look at this here. So we actually have had three teams that have clinched playoff spots officially. Uh, so right now we got King Cobb rated IR um, nine and three. Uh, myself ninety six dollar Fab bids at nine and three. And Darius at eight and four. Um, we've all clinched the uh, first three playoff spots. Now, the way that our playoffs are set up is that it is the top uh, six that make it to the playoffs. And um, the first round of the playoffs is actually one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. So the first round of the playoffs, uh, the, the top two seeds actually have a bye um, and they automatically make it to round two where they face the champion of the first two matchups. So the way that it looks right now is that King Cobb and myself would actually be the top two seeds and we would get the first two buys. Um, and then there'd be a matchup between Seed and Power and Dan and Terrell and Darius. And um, I would basically face the the winner of Terrell versus Darius and King Cobb would face the winner of Seed and Power versus Dan. Um, then the winners of those matchups would go to the championship in week 17. So that's the way that it's set up currently right now. Um, so that means that there is thir week 13 and week 14 that are still going to count before going into the playoffs. Um, so right now in the hunt for the playoff spots is pretty much everyone um, in spots four through 11. Um Talk to me. Talk me through what you're what you're seeing here, um, Isaiah. Yeah, that that loss I took this week really stung, man. I'd be in a, I'd be in either sixth or, or fifth or sixth spot right now, um, going up against school soldiers. Um, but I still like my. I still have a decent chance. I obviously have to win this week. What I do have going for me is if I do pull this off this week. I'll be somewhere probably between like fifth and seven in the standings or whatever. Um, and then I, I don't want to save a bye next week, but I'm playing Love Boat Incidents tanking. So if I can just win this week, uh, I like my chances of going seven and seven. And that puts me in that conversation of either that <clears throat> um, fifth or sixth spot, uh, which is all I'm trying to just trying to just trying to get into there. Cause once you get in the playoff, anything can happen. Um, but that last one definitely took a hit. Um, Love Boat's obviously tanking. I think Trevor probably moves to 6-7 and seven on the, the year, so he puts himself in a better situation. 
Topo Domo is probably going to be seven six. I don't know. Uh, um, and so like really what it's going to come down to right now for this, for this week, right. Is it's you versus Dan. Um, and so when I look at, um, you know, we talked about Terrell, he's, he's facing the love boat incident. So that's probably going to be a, a dub for him. Um, so Terrell, if he moves up to seven and six, um, uh, you know, that's going to be putting him almost out of reach. Um, Dan, you know, is going up against you. And so Dan is six and six and you're five and seven. If, if Dan beats you and he moves up to seven and five, I'm pretty sure he clinches, um, at that point. Um, if, especially if, uh, Terrell loses. So if Terrell, Terrell loses for sure. And Dan wins, Dan clinches. Um, but yeah, for like, this is going to be a big week for you. Like you got to win and I know you have a chance. Um, but uh, you know, one win, one 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 loss, and I think that um, the odds are, are stacked against you at that point. Um, Andy is ahead of you right now, and he's projected to lose this week because he has no quarterback. Um, he's projected to lose to Trevor, who is also tied with you. So, like the way that I'm thinking about this is like Trevor could move up to six and seven. You could move up to six and seven, and then Andy drops down below you guys to five and eight. Um, and then Team Goni One is projected to lose as well um, uh, versus Darius. So he would drop down to five and eight. And then we think the Love Boat Instant is going to lose as well at five and eight. So that would leave basically you and Trevor. And um, you guys would be fighting, you know, right in that seven and eight spot. Um, potentially, you know, tied with Dan trying to get into that sixth spot. And... Yeah, and not to, not to jump forward too much, um, but looking into uh, not this week coming up, but the week after, I got to pull that. So I'm playing Love Boat, right? So that's why I was feeling feeling okay with my chances because I know he's taken. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately for Trevor, he's playing Darius. So that's going to be a real tough matchup because he needs to win out as well. Odds likely to make it. Um, you play seed and power <clears throat> from people trying to get in the playoffs. We don't care about what happens with that. I mean, maybe people prefer to play certain people, but, um, and then Andy against team Joni one, um, that could have some playoff implications, uh, depending on how Andy slash, uh, Joni one does this week. And then for me, obviously I, I have team Joni one's first round pick. So I'm continuing to uh, root against them. And then lastly, the two six and six teams right now are playing each other. Um, the last week with uh, Topo Domo and Dan Sullivan, um, the school soldiers and Reverend Big Cheese. So, I mean, that one, I'd argue. So, whatever, honestly, whatever happens this week, that game right there is probably the most important of that week because whoever wins that game is probably making the playoffs or maybe almost even guaranteed um, because whoever wins that will be at least 500. Yeah, and I think, like, you, if you – you lose this week. It's going to clinch the playoffs for Dan. And then that would make it really, really hard for you to, to also win with um, Terrell coming in for that sixth spot. Cause Terrell looks like he's going to take a victory. So if Dan takes a victory and Terrell takes a victory, then that's going to be three teams with seven victories. And and I think that actually clinches everybody else. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd almost argue that you, like you have to be 500 to make it because um, Tobo Domo or Dan's going to have one of the spots and it's pretty much 
Um, whether it's Dan or Topo Doma doesn't make it, it's going to be then me, Andy, Team Joni one, Trevor, fighting out for that last spot. Depend on what happens this week. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to see the updates. But like we're projecting Seed and Power to win this week um, versus Angie, so that will clinch his spot for sure um, with that eighth win. And so then, um, you know, what we're looking for then is just those final two spots. And, you know, it's going to come down to it's going to come down to the wire for for who sneaks in. But there's some big implications because for anyone that's five and seven right now, a loss is, a, is an elimination. Yeah. Um, that's just that's just what it comes down just mathematically, unless every single person that's five and seven loses, in which case. No, actually, that would still that would still that would still automatically put pretty much everyone that's currently six and six um, in there. Yeah, because Trevor and Andy are both five and seven. They're going up against each other. So that one of those, whoever loses, is is, is automatically eliminated. Um, yeah. And then me and Dan Sullivan, obviously. So if I lose to Dan, I'm done. Um, and then if I win, I'm in the same spot as Dan. And then depending on who scored more points, um, we'll be at that point in the standings. But it's pretty cool. Dude. There'll actually be some pretty fun matchups here in the next couple of weeks with um, stuff going down in the wire and, you know, a couple of points determine your season. So it's just interesting the drop off there. Like so many teams competing for the final spot of like who can lose the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, um, but you never know. You know, I mean, we say that, dude, one one week. That's why I've always kind of been a proponent of uh, the two week playoffs um, in earlier playoffs, but. Dude, like you know, you get a couple couple guys go off, and you get a guy or two has a rough game slash gets injured, and you're cooked. Even though you had the best, you know, the best team in the league, so you know, luck of the draw sometimes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've definitely played in a couple of those leagues, and it's super frustrating um, when like the first week you crush it, and the second week you don't. And you're like, oh my word! Like, um, I kind of like the the nerves of it, but like if you want a more fair experience, then you know that's where the two week playoff is kind of in cool and i play in a bunch of best ball leagues where they just take your best points scored anyways and it doesn't matter like matchups or anything like that and um so i, I like kind of like you know the I, I see the benefits of all of it i played in all the different types of the leagues um but i think some something about coming back always to like the one single matchups is like you're putting everything on the line and it's a lot more high risk for sure but i think that also increases a lot of like the fun with it um but uh yeah, it's it's cool to see you know everything coming right down to the wire, and I'm excited to talk about next week. Um, and uh, we're, next week will be our final power rankings. Um, this week, right now, we'll uh, we'll move into that right now. But we'll, we'll talk about uh, our week 13 power rankings, um, and uh, yeah, it's coming right down to the coming to the end, man. That's going to be interesting to to actually have less content to talk about and be able to really dive into some more of these matchups and projections and things like that. Um, cause we'll only have, you know, four matchups to talk about at a time. Um, so that'll be kind of cool. And, um, yeah. and it'll give us a little bit of a different feel to it. And maybe we can have some guests on talking about their, their odds and their chances uh, for those shows. Um, but with that being said, let's talk about our week power, our week 13 power rankings. Uh, so we'll start at the bottom 
uh, with no change. Isaiah's tiny purse, number 12 in the power rankings. Um, but then coming in at number 11, where he wants to be, is Mike, the Love Boat incident, um, coming in at number 11 now, dropping two spots in the power rankings this week. Um, and then we have Isaiah, Angie's burner account, coming in at number 10 in the power rankings. You actually were at number 10 last week, so you didn't move at all. Um, number nine this week, which is up two spots from last week, is Divine Skindali, uh Trinity, uh, Trevor's team, um, up to number nine. Then at number number eight, we have Skull Soldiers, um, which is Dan, and um, he's sitting at number eight, which is down two spots from last week. Um, then we have coming in here, number seven, Kirk wears all the chains, and uh, that's Andy's team. Uh, number seven in the power rankings, up one spot from last week. At number six, we have Team Goni one. He's been falling um, couple last couple of weeks, been falling. He's at number six now. That's down one spot. Coming in at number five is Reverend Big Cheese. Terrell climbing two spots this week. Number five in the rankings. Number four, and uh, honestly, the top four actually haven't changed since last week. Um, so we have Seed and Power at number four. We have Rated IR at number three. Um, we have Darius uh, plus Slay equals Likely at number two. And I am still holding on to the number one spot. Uh, $96 fab bids. Um, and I think that um, a few of the losses in there, but also the projections for this week and the overall wins for the year is what's keeping those rankings relatively the same. But if you look at the actual power ranking scores, um, they actually have fluctuated a little bit uh, since last week. That's, a, that's our power rankings. And that's also uh, the wrap for this week's episode. So guys, as always, please be sure to like and comment on the video if you're watching this on YouTube. Shout out to anyone who has been commenting uh, so far and being consistent in that area. I'll give Andy a shout out. He's been pretty good about commenting as well. So thank you for that. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, please leave us a rating a review. It really does help us uh, get our, you know, get our uh, name out there a little bit more. And uh, follow us on TikTok and Twitter to stay up to date with our latest content and interact with us as well. No, we haven't posted on TikTok in a little bit, um, but uh, our TikTok content creator will be will be on that, I'm sure. Um, Patriots this week versus the Bills tomorrow night. How are you feeling about it? Uh, Bills win that one easily. Um, but, you know, I'm rocking the uh, the red, white, and blue right now for my, my beautiful American boys right now. We're putting in work in the World Cup. Playing the Netherlands this Saturday. That's where my emphasis lies, and uh, should be a good game. I uh, I'm actually a pretty avid soccer fan. Um, really big in the Premier League and Champions League and whatnot, and been pretty impressed with the boys so far. And I'm glad that uh, Pulisic still has both of his uh, his little uh, what's the politically correct term here? He's got both of his balls left. Gems. His gems. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm hoping for a uh, a win. Saturday morning against the Netherlands, but we'll see. Yeah, I'll be honest, man. I um, I have not been following at all, other than I know that we uh, USA won the first matchup, um, a couple of days ago. But that's all I know. So, yeah, they won their. Uh, so there's different groups. In each group, there's four teams. The top two teams move on, and we were the second team, so we moved on. Um, all we had to do is beat Iran, and we did. Um, 
our defense has been great. Our offense has been kind of spotty, but uh, we're also the youngest team in the World Cup. All of our kids are young, um, which is good moving forward. We're finally starting to put more money and stuff into the soccer program or football, as everyone else calls it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll be, stop going on a tangent here, but talk about the real American football. Well, I uh, I do think to go back to the Patriots here, I do actually think the Patriots have a better shot at this uh, in this game than we think. The, the Bills' defense has been getting progressively worse and worse as every week goes on. Um, they've been losing people left and right. They lost Von Miller in the last week's game. Um, so they've been they've been dropping like flies and um, they've actually started to give up a ton in the secondary. And so uh, Mac Jones showed what he can do against a weakened secondary um, last week against the, against the Vikings. They've had a full week of rest and um, they're going to be, you know, wanting to show up against their division rivals. So I think that Mac Jones will have to keep this competitive. I don't think the Bills will actually destroy them in this game. Um, and also Josh Allen just hasn't really looked himself lately. Um his elbow seems to be bothering him still. Um, the first half of the game last week, he was like seven for 17 completions or seven for 13 completions. It was something really, really bad, not like him. Um, he ended up turning it around by the end of the game, but um, they barely beat the Vikings and that shouldn't have been close. So um, I think, wait a second, I've said the Vikings multiple times. So who did the Bills play last week that they barely beat? I don't even remember, dude. I all I remember it was it was on. Um, oh, it was the Lions. Um, they sh- that 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 makes more sense. They shouldn't have been close against the Lions, and they just barely beat them. You know, final drive of the game. So, um, yeah, I like my I like our chances this week. And Ramondre has been playing great. And yeah, we'll see what happens. You didn't make a you didn't make a pick. I did. I think the Patriots are going to win this one. You think that, wow. All right, you gave like eight reasons why they should, but I never got the definite you think they will, but all right, dude. Uh, I mean, you're not really, you're not too hot when it comes to picks, so that selection doesn't surprise me too much, so. Well, you know, I got to root for the boys, okay? Got to root, got to root for them. That's true. true. But um, that's going to do it for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to That Dynasty Podcast. Uh, on behalf of myself and my co-host Isaiah, we will see you, na- see you next week.